We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Storm Dar Weather Podcast. This is episode 294, I think. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. Is that right? 294? I think I changed it. Seems like it. No, it's 296. What? This is 296, yeah. Wow. I didn't change it on the outline. So, okay, so episode 296. That changes everything. <laughs> I know. I mean, we, we can't go what? on now. No. Well, we'll just pretend. I'll edit that out. So. <laughs> Anyway, this is the uh, Southern State Severe Outbreak. We're going to talk quite a bit about that. we got some interesting stats. But beforehand, before that big story, there's kind of tranquil here. Very. There's nothing going on. Nothing. (laughs) It's the same every day. It is. Same temperature, same nothingness. Yeah. It's a void of weather. Yeah, a void. (laughs) Avoid of weather. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been, we've been right above average. Um, and, okay, I got to say something about the models. I am, was not impressed with this last system because they were talking about all this rain coming in, and then they kind of backed off, and then all the other models started saying all this rain coming in the other day, and... Then they were thinking, oh, okay, we could have some thunderstorms coming in and stuff's going to start firing. And I waited, and we waited, and we got nothing. It was only a 50% chance at best. <laughs> well, 50-something. Then I it mean... went down to 40. <laughs> and then all that stuff fired up to our north, like Bolivar. Yeah, they got something. And then Fort Smith kind of skipped around us but well i saw that line developing way down southeast oklahoma and they mm-hmm. had the the marginal risk uh it actually extended up into southern missouri and i thought okay well i see the line where it's developing and i thought it was going to fill in that one little tiny line that was like to our northwest no to to, to the south like oh. when it when it really started firing down in southeast okay. oklahoma and then went up to fort smith and i thought oh okay so i highlighted South Central Missouri, and nothing. I mean, they were talking, you know, possibly a half inch or what if they had graphics out? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Zero, zero, zero. Got some wind out of it. A little bit. But uh, not not impressed. It was still the it. most interesting weather we've had in a long time. <laughs> what, the marginal risk? Yeah. <laughs> Yay. No, you're right. I mean, it's been pretty, pretty benign. But that leads us into what happened down in Tennessee. It's the same system really got going. I mean, I don't even mean just Tennessee. I'm talking about Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi, mm-hmm. Alabama. I mean, okay. And I also got a beef with the uh, Storm Prediction Center. Only a slight? Mm, I think that was underdone. I don't know. 
I mean, that's why they enhance. I mean, you never can tell with these things. Yeah. It's a weird time of year, too. With that southern. Yeah, the southern one. You know, we always say this is second severe weather season. It normally hits the southern states. But, in okay, in hindsight, I would have definitely thrown an enhanced on there. They probably would have if something would have fired up good here the day before. I know. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't. Mm-mm. Nothing So happened. I really do think they would have. Yeah. That would have, if something would have happened. Or at least, at least, I mean, they update for what, four or five times a day on the day mm-hmm. one. So I figured they would have, but they kept it in slight. It was a huge slight. Um, but still, slight does mean there's some severe potential. Uh, I saw uh, earlier the, today on the Weather Channel, they said they totaled everything from December 9th and 10th, which was Saturday and Sunday, I guess. They had a total of 150 severe thunderstorm warnings and 57 tornado warnings now this is this whole thing down from arkansas louisiana all the way up yeah that's a lot it is that's a lot didn't you say did you have some info on one of the tornadoes uh i just saw it was a tornado was it like an ef3 or something that was the largest one in clarksville okay tennessee it's where most of the deaths occurred six deaths is what we're up to right now 80 injuries in, in the Clarksville tornado. Okay. That's a suburb of Nashville. I think mean, it almost oh. hit Nashville. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I mean, it, it went right through there, basically. I mean, just to the you know south, basically. Holy cow. Yeah. I they, have a friend uh, in Nashville. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people in Nashville, for yeah. sure, for sure. But uh, 91 structures uh, that are totally destroyed. The vast are like residences and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, it was unfortunate. And it surprised me. Usually when you get an EF3, uh, you are going to have a, a higher risk on the uh, convector, uh, the, the convective, SBC like, convective yeah. outlook. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, it's kind of hard to tell because this isn't really the time of year that this happens. So it would make sense they would but miss it. This bit. is what I would, you know, in the springtime, you have those those days where you know that long track dangerous large tornadoes can occur and they warn you of that yeah this is what i consider a long track dangerous tornado an ef3 it was on the ground for 43 miles oh my gosh 43 miles that's a long track tornado right there so wow i didn't know that 150 uh peak winds okay so and everybody everything was going kind of east northeast right oh, I gotta it check started in tennessee ended in kentucky okay so <laughs> you know what? I don't know why, but I was looking at something and I was texting you, and for some reason my brain said Kentucky is below Tennessee, hmm. not above Tennessee. And my brain—I don't know why my brain was flipped. Like I don't know. I, nope. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. So I think Sharon was the first. Sharon, Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I was recording right a show or something was going on where I couldn't watch it. But when it first started, I saw Sharon, Tennessee and a tornado and Reed was all over it. Of course, uh, just going over Sharon, Tennessee, and it just exploded from there. I yeah, mean, did. line after line after line. Now I did find this out too, which I thought was very interesting, uh, from the, the weather channel at Jim Cantori. Cause if Jim Cantori is talking, you know, something's up. This is the second pre-Christmas tornado outbreak in three years. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It happens. 
Yeah. Now, we didn't have one last year, but... It happens more than you think. Yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, why would he bring that up? I mean... Well... Just like in It hasn't happened. You know, is it an El Nino thing? Because I remember in... Two years ago, it's not. No. I'm trying to year, think of the year... 2012, maybe there was one. There was a death over here in Lawrence County from a tornado on December. I don't know. It was, it was about this week. It would have been about this week because I was getting back from a cruise that day, and uh, there was a tornado. Was I wouldn't consider it an outbreak, but it happened in Chesapeake over in Lawrence County, uh, just not too far from here. Hit a trailer park, killed oh, wow. somebody. So December tornadoes can definitely happen. Well, and and this is the weird part. The d- the one that happened 2 years ago was December 10th and 11th. This one happened December 9th and 10th. So there's something about that oh, yeah, second that's week. That's when you were gone. We uh, had a tornado that night here. Okay, so that's why I was gone to San December Diego. December 11th. Oh. Remember that? I remember that cuz of my daughter's birthday. And we were taking cover the sirens are going off at Silver Dollar City. I couldn't pose cuz Was that 2 years ago or last year? That was 2 years ago. 2 2 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess it was. Yeah, I was on a plane. I couldn't do anything, and you were in a cave. Well, first of all, Silver Dollar City was packed that day. Oh. Tornado signs were going off. Everyone was freaking out. And it did touch down just not too far from here over in Merriam Woods, and that area is the smaller one. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we got part of that that night. And, it, and I was on the West Coast. It's yeah, like, and I couldn't post a thing because, first of all, too many people. At, on park network goes down. Oh, Remember that's that? right. Yeah. Well, Shara did something. I mean, she uh, yeah, she was I a might, trooper. Yeah, she did. I think you you talked her through it or well, something. She was just coming off a of surgery. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she had, she was on <laughs> on painkillers. <laughs> she had she had dental work done or something. Oh that, that, gosh. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of those. You know how how long we've been going? You, you've been with me since 2010, so that's 13 years, and I was doing it before then. That's really the first major thing that's happened where we none of us could get to, you know, mm-hmm. to post. So that's I don't have that problem anymore because I switched carriers. I have oh, not really? had a one problem with network congestion since. So I'm really enjoying what ah, I got now. Now, does the park have Wi-Fi? Yeah, I mean, people could lock but on. But when you have that many people, you still on still, Wi-Fi. The, the bandwidth is the issue, right? You only have so much to go around. You got you got a million logs trying to go down the river. Yeah, you get a log jam right there at the bridge. Oh, gosh, you know what I'm saying? That's that's a great way to to, yeah. to put it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you should you should do YouTube videos. Mm. You should. <laughs> uh, anyway, I want to give some stats. Um, the, okay, so this is two years ago. So the National Weather Service confirmed confirmed 69 tornadoes this is december 10th and 11th 2021 uh they were saying there were 17 ef zeros 28 ef ones 15 ef twos six ef threes two ef fours and no ef fives uh they said that they made you know alabama arkansas georgia now, i know for a fact we were more than a slight that day oh sure. gosh yes yeah 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 Oh yeah, that was that was that was going. Um, it says here the National Weather Service issued more than 149 tornado warnings, and again, this is two years ago. Uh, this was the single deadliest tornado outbreak in December in U.S. history in 2021. Uh, they said, however, a larger tornado outbreak occurred just a few days later on the 15th. 
Uh, while, while not unheard of, December tornadoes are rare and usually not as destructive as the December 10th or 11th storm. You know, I may have issue with that. They're becoming less rare, I think. Uh, yeah. Because we had a whole bunch, you know. Now, the death toll two years ago was 90. So you said mm-hmm. we're only up to six oh, right yeah. now. So better. Most of those tornado warnings from the other day. Yeah, of, of those fifty-seven tornado warnings were part of that forty-some mile an hour track that kept getting reissued, oh, reissued, yeah, reissued, yeah. reissued, reissued. They're going. I mean, it it was classic. I should have taken screenshots because the correlation coefficient had that. I mean, it was classic, which means a debris ball. Yeah, debris ball there. You could actually see a, a, and you can confirm a tornado that way, not by just going out there and seeing it like you used to. You had to go out there and see the tornado, make sure it's on the ground. That's a confirmed tornado. Now you don't have to do that anymore. You can look right at radar. Collation coefficient, you can see that debris ball, and that's called a tornado, I mean, a radar-indicated tornado. Well, actually, they I said on the text, or it said on the text, radar confirmed. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Radar, well, confirmed tornado. Yeah, where it says that. Now, if people don't understand how correlation coefficient works, it is your friend if you understand how it works. So basically, do you, you, you want to explain it or let me explain it? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, with the way co- correlation coefficient works, it's it goes around and it's looking for things in the atmosphere that's not supposed to be there. So it's going around if it just, you know, has clouds and rain and maybe maybe some bugs or whatever, it's going to have a, a quasi-uniform kind of pink-white whatever. But if a tornado's on the ground and it's sucking up like buildings and cars and cows and cats and all sorts of things, those things aren't supposed to be in the atmosphere. And how it how it can tell that is it measures objects of different si- sizes. Yeah, and yeah. That's how it knows. Hey, that's not right. That's yeah. Not right. So what it does, it makes a little hole, and that hole is blue. So what you can do is cross reference. What I do is cross reference the reflectivity, right? The velocity. I always make sure it's not messed up. Something is not coming back weird. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I, I look at the velocities. I look at a hook, see if it's kind of in the same mm-hmm. area. And I go, oh, yeah, that's that's a that's a debris ball. Yeah, that tight and bright right next to each other. And I measured. Uh, I think I was. I was playing a show. I mean, I couldn't do anything, but I was playing a show and watching radar. And one of those, I don't know which tornado it was. I radar scope was picking up a hundred and twenty-three mile an hour surface, and I wondered if it's that one that was going through Nashville. I don't remember. I I was just looking for TVSs, you know, like signatures on radars. Like, ooh, this is fun because as I'm playing the Christmas show, so you know, I can't really do much. Oh, you were in the show uh, at evening, yeah, and I was busy, busy. You were doing something. That day. Yeah. Well, on the afternoon, I was looking when it started, but, you know, mm-hmm. it went into the, you know, kind of the evening and night, and then I... Right. You know, so that was that was wild. But, yeah, that's what was going on. Now, that was the, the, the after effect of what was supposed to kind of be here. I mean, the low pressure, I saw it spinning in northeast Kansas and Nebraska and stuff, and usually that comma shape would lead lines of showers and possible thunderstorms from like Missouri down into Oklahoma, but it just didn't materialize south of 44 in Missouri. So if you want to say we got lucky, yeah, I mean, I guess, but we desperately need the rainfall. I mean, I don't know. Do you have the, the drought p- pulled There's up There's only a little slab of the very southern, southern, southern tiers of Missouri, the counties of southern Missouri that's not under... Any type of a drought that does include Branson, but okay, not looking good. Now and again, 
they they measure the drought on Tuesdays. They issue the graphics on Thursdays. It takes that long to to get all the data in and compile and everything like that. But yeah, so Thursday Thursday we, would probably <laughs> be at least a normally dry. I would I would assume, which is D zero, I guess. Well, next yeah, week it's ne- still on the map. Next week is our Christmas podcast. Ooh, yeah, our yeah. cave is extremely extremely dry yeah well i play disc golf today there's there's not much out there oh and here i thought this was funny we got zero rain guess how much rain we have received in december <laughs> without looking yeah. uh, in december <laughs> yeah <laughs> like 300 or something yeah 300 like <laughs> because because it rained the night of, of the 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 30th of, of yeah. november and it just quit just right after midnight i so. remember looking at that on the first <laughs> Yeah, so, and I didn't remember getting any more since then. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way the ambient station—I mean, it—it'll it, do the event, so you can see, and the event will will go on if it changes the month or the week or something. It'll t- tell you the event, but but the actual re- record keeping—it rained Thursday or the the thirtieth that night, and then quit right after midnight. So we picked up three hundreds. So um, since we're talking about rain, why don't we get to your segment and see if there's any. Hope out there. Model Minute. Model Minute. What do they say? It's the Model Minute. Please have some good news. Um, okay. Uh-oh. Um, I don't know what this is on Sunday. Looking like uh, something you want to hit, you know, Texas. Southern Oklahoma going into Arkansas. Maybe we'll get a little bit of that moisture up to the north in southern Missouri. You know what? I hate to even bring it up because it's just getting my hopes up. But mm. even if it did, it would just be a light drizzle at this point. You know, not much. Another 300. Light, light rain. <laughs> light rain. Okay. And this is, you know, a model, one of those model runs that could. Very easily changed on the next very next run. Did you say it's Sunday or Saturday night? Saturday? Uh, well, Saturday night into Sunday. Okay, you don't have your glasses on. I forgot my glasses. Yeah, you want me to get you some readers? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Saturday night into Sunday. Saturday night into Sunday. Not anything much to write home That's about. That's depressing at all. Yeah, and probably be out of here by Sunday morning anyway. If if in, something in the happen. eastern Ozarks, all right. But uh, after that, it's just pretty dry. Got a little something blowing through. Maybe on let's see, this Christmas Eve. Okay, but you're talking rain. We're not no, no snow, right? No. Yeah, I, I already said no white Christmas this year. Which it we're not. We we should all know that it's not going to turn cold. Well, we've all seen that graphic that uh, National Weather Service put out. Above normal temperatures, basically the rest of this month, you know, in the fifties. I mean, and it's probably not, it's not just barely above average; it's a lot above average. Yeah, I yeah, mean, ten no, degrees above average. Well, speaking of that, uh, since we're on that, the normal high and low for us is forty-eight and twenty-nine. Next week is forty-six and twenty-seven. So forty-eight now. So are you going to look at the thermals? Well, because, let's let's. Are you we still should, We should do this. Okay. Let's do what the Christmas. Forecast is for, or not the forecast, the Christmas yeah. model yeah. for precipitation and thermals for Christmas Day. Okay. According Christmas to, Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. A lot of people travel yes. on Christmas Eve, including me. Christmas Eve. Dry and then eh, got a little system coming through. Some rain, some heavier rain. This is a model, not a forecast. Right. 
Uh, if you're headed up north and to the uh, west up into Kansas, maybe you get some of that wraparound that might be freezing. Okay, way up there. Okay. Way up there. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, maybe. Then it goes through by Christmas morning and is dry Christmas day. So a little disturbance on the models. Nothing to get excited about as of right now for Christmas Eve. Yeah. Let's bring up the temperatures here. Um, yeah, because next week we'll have a lot better idea of what's going on. We can give a more we can give more of a forecast. I'm seeing a lot of red on these temperatures, and what that means is it's warmer than normal than it should be on my model here. It means uh you know, in the summertime you get red, you're in the eighties, but in the in December when you get red, you're basically in the fifties to Almost sixty. Oh, just above the uh, average. Above average. Okay. So I, I'm having a lot of fifties in here all week. Fifty-four, fifty-five. Every day, every single day, maybe one, not quite to fifty, uh, but then they come right back into the fifties. And we're talking 150 hours out now, so we're halfway through the model loop. Wow. Uh, Nothing stupid cold. Man, I should have just left my garden out this year. I know, man. <laughs> well, we had that cold snap, but yeah, it just kind of worked right back it up, up for that, if I'd have known. Wow. But, uh, man, it gets really red in Oklahoma, western Missouri, Kansas, and this is on Christmas Eve. Wow. Uh, let's see what the temp. I'm, I'm going to zoom in because I, like I said, Randy, I forgot my glasses. And uh, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, I forgot my glasses. This is the third day in a row I have not oh. had them. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. Oh, wow, yeah. If you want them. <laughs> Karen left a whole bunch of Let's readers. Let's look at uh, Tulsa, Christmas Eve, okay. 69 degrees. Wow. Springfield, 59 degrees, Christmas Eve. Holy cow. Uh, Branson, right around 60 degrees on Christmas Eve. Okay. What about... Now, I kind of thought looking at that precipitation and seeing some of the wraparound, maybe that was a front coming through. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the here, there is a little front coming through. Oh. Uh, let's see what the timing is. Christmas morning. Well, 12Z. Uh, that's 6 p.m. Christmas Eve. Oh, no, 6 a.m. Christmas Day. Yeah. Okay. Well, it actually goes through Branson. Uh Let's see here. About 6Z on Christmas Day. So, okay, 6Z Christmas Day so is midnight, midnight Christmas night. Overnight. Yeah. Got a little... It's not stupid cold air coming through, but the high for Christmas Day is going to go down from 60 to about... Let's see here. Nope. You know, upper 40s maybe. Mid fifties? No, not mid fifties. Upper forties. Okay, it'll knock it down a little, but that's closer still closer to normal. Yeah, but still above. Yeah, that'd be right. If that in. happens, like I said, that I'm more, I'm more convinced that we're gonna have a warmer Christmas Eve than a colder Christmas Day right now. Okay, everything's trending, but uh, it's not gonna be stupid cold ever in December. <laughs> in December, no. Uh, I'm I'm a I, I see zero temperatures in the 30s until like the last day, and it's not even here. So oh my gosh, yeah. Well, the 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 hues 
younger kids keep coming to me and asking me, when's it going to snow? And it's like, guys, I don't think it's going to snow. <laughs> I just really don't. And Courtney, you just kind of affirmed it just then. I mean, We're in a warm pattern. Here's what people are thinking. Okay. People are thinking we are in a warm pattern, but there's some experts out there looking at the longer range stuff and they think we might get a, a cold shot of something January and February. We'll see. And that happens. It kind can, of makes sense. You can get a cold shot and then it warm right back up. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they always you remember you it's a big term they use now. It's like almost uh overuse the Arctic plunge or the polar, uh, polar vortex. vortex. No. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's coming in that's coming into a reality. Uh, it's, yeah. that's a thing. The climate.gov people are having a polar vortex blog now. Oh. Are explaining cool. what? Yeah, I know it, it was a joke for a while, but now yeah. it's kind of taken something. I don't know. Well, what they're saying is the polar vortex, and they've taken out the quotes. They're saying it's way up in the sky, right around the poles, is what their blog says. And I'm like, okay. And then below that is where everything starts, you know, teetering, and you have these, you know, cold blasts come down. But the polar vortex is way up there. I don't know. I mean, when, when you start out with if it being a joke and then make it real, it kind of doesn't seem right, you know? I mean, to me. Well, <laughs> it's it's if you are a fan of being outside in December in the Ozarks, like, you know, our my coworkers, you know, are, they spend a lot of time outside. It's good for them. Oh, yeah. It's good for people who want to get out and go to Silver City or, or the outdoor activities, go look at the lights. Oh, it's going to be great. You're going to be slammed till oh, we, New Year's. It's been it's it's already been that way. Last wow. year at this time, we've had to close several of the rides because we can only operate the rides in certain temperatures. Yeah, we rarely have done that this year. <laughs> wow, rarely. Of course, last year we closed two days before Christmas because we got stupid cold. Remember that? Oh yeah. Remember when I froze my clothes outside? And yes. Put it on Facebook. That was right before Christmas. That was two days before Christmas. Oh how fun! So. <laughs> Don't see that happening this year. Well, and you, and you know what else with these warm temperatures? We've still got juniper in the air. Juniper is still know, going on. I don't remember ever seeing this before. I mean, this time of year. Usually it just shuts down and the pollen is like nothing. But low to medium, there's a juniper all across. And this is Branson specific for pollen.com. So in my opinion... El Nino has something to do with it because on the El Nino years, we had so many El Nino years before the big La Ninas kicked in over and over again that we didn't see snow for eight years. Yeah. We were warm. It wasn't uncommon to be in the 70s in February every now and then. I think that's what's going to happen again. Yes. Will we have cold snaps? Of course we will. Yeah. It's winter still. Right. The earth is tilted away. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But get out and enjoy those days. I mean, you might be, it might be windy. It might be warm and windy. Who knows? We've had some windy days this week, too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's right. Last, breezy days. Last week. Yeah, breezy. Today's been like nothing. It's all yeah, tranquil. Right. I guess high pressure is settling in because, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, just, yeah, get out and enjoy it. And uh, anyway, well, okay, so we're, let's get to the weather school. We're going to talk about why winter weather is so difficult to predict. It really is, and even the spring storm system or fall storm system in the south is hard to predict. So uh, let's get to that. 
If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. The National Weather Service predicted snow last week, but nothing happened. Why is winter weather so hard to predict? Winter weather proves to be quite a challenge for us forecasters. Models do a decent job in the spring, summer, and fall, but they get stumped with winter weather forecasting. Why? It's because there are other factors to take into consideration. Temperature plays an important factor in winter. The freezing line is a place in the atmosphere where temperatures reach the freezing point, or 32 degrees. In the summer, it's located tens of thousands of feet in the sky. In the fall, the freezing line lowers, and in the winter, it's quite low. Generally, systems producing rain move into the colder areas, and the precip mixes with or changes over to snow. Simple, right? Well, you'd think this would be a no-brainer when it comes to forecasting, but quite the contrary. The caveat is that the freezing line is never constant, and slices of the layers of the lower atmosphere may have different thermal profiles. Warm air punching in a couple of thousand feet off the surface makes a huge difference in precipitation type. Snow generated at 5,000 feet falling into a warmer layer just above the surface may be just enough to melt that snowflake and turn it into a raindrop. Sometimes this is a tricky scenario, and this is one reason the forecast changes quite a bit in winter. Another factor besides the temperature upstairs is the surface temperature. Using the previous example, a snowflake at 5,000 feet falls into a warm layer and melts. But if the surface temperature is back below freezing, then the liquid raindrops will freeze on impact creating a glaze of ice. If the warm layer is higher up, then the snowflake may melt and then try to refreeze as it falls into the colder air closer to the surface. In this scenario, the precipitation will fall as sleet. The snowflake turns into a raindrop, then the raindrop back into an ice pellet. On the other side of the coin, if the warm layer is at the surface, then snow generated upstairs may not have time to melt at all before reaching the ground. That's why it may be 35 or even 40 degrees at the surface, but we'll see snow. In rare cases, a dynamic system may provide enough instability that thunderstorms can develop. In winter, a lot of these storms can be hail producers. The reason is that the freezing line is very low, and any lift will propel the raindrops upward past the freezing line and create hail. Usually, the hail is small and non-destructive. However, in a very cold atmosphere, dynamic systems can create enough instability to make thunder snow. In this situation, a downpour of snow can accumulate quickly.
it would be much easier to forecast wintry precipitation if the thermal profiles were more constant. Forecast models often change their solutions several times in winter as they try to take into account warm punches and fast-moving weather patterns. They're generally pretty accurate about 24 hours out from the event. Everything discussed so far happens when the surface temperatures are right around 32 degrees. Obviously, if surface temperatures were in the teens, then precipitation would be in the form of snow. A common myth is, quote, it's too cold to snow. Well, that has a small amount of validity for this reason. Colder air tends to be associated with high-pressure systems. Those high-pressure systems usually provide tranquil weather with colder temperatures since they come down from the Arctic. So in this case, a clear winter night can get mighty cold with little chance of it snowing. However, high pressure providing very cold temperatures can be penetrated by a strong low-pressure system and shove moisture into the cold environment, and it could snow. It's hard to believe forecast model output five days in advance in winter. The weather patterns are fast-moving and can change in a matter of hours. So, when you hear someone forecasting a major snow event ten days out, then don't believe them. The bus potential is way too great. But, if models start predicting a winter storm only three days out, then we raise our eyebrows and keep an eye on it. If the storm is big enough and confidence is high enough, then the National Weather Service will issue winter storm watches. It's then time to prepare for heavy snow, treacherous driving conditions, and possibly ice. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, so just pay attention to the forecast <laughs> because it will change quickly in the wintertime. Granted, if we get, like you said, you don't see any cold. Uh, speaking of it, we been talking about El Nino a little bit. I checked. They updated it yesterday and said we are under an El Nino advisory, which we knew. And there is a 62% chance it's going to continue from April to June. So we're, they're saying it's going to be, we're in a strong El Nino now through March. And then there's a 62 better than half chance that it's going to continue into June. So this is where it gets interesting. Okay. Meaning? How does that affect our springtime storms? Oh, that's right. It's been years. Yes. And usually we've had bad yes, stuff in That's LDA. what I was thinking. Ooh. So okay. something to look out for. It could be if could if this El Nino thing could affect us more springtime. If it's gonna hold on until June, that's right through all of our tornado season. Yeah, they're saying definitely through April to up to April. And there's a better but than But it's 50- a pretty strong one. It's not gonna just disappear. Uh, right. You know. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, if it gets to June. So mm. this could be an interesting severe weather season. We'll see. Yeah, it's been a while. It has. <laughs> and if they're already getting tornadoes in the south. Oh, that's going to lift. Yeah. Who knows? Ooh, yeah. So make sure you check our page and stuff. So, um, okay. The other thing I had was, which is really cool, 
Uh, the Geminid Meteor Shower. We talked about that last week. It peaks uh, Wednesday night. Tomorrow night it peaks. Look to the east. Conditions should be favorable. I checked the forecast. It says mostly clear. Now we could have some high clouds, but... You know, if you get in a, a darker area, you can see it. Look to the east, possibly up to 120 per hour. And if it's going to be not stupid cold, why not? Grab you a blanket, go lay down. Yeah. Uh, you really don't have to look to the east. Every time I look, I look up and they're everywhere. And they're everywhere? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. It's going to be chilly, but not cold. I mean, again, the high is going to be in the 50s. Grab you a sleeping bag and... Yeah. Pillow and lay down and and look at the sky, look yeah. at the stars. Yeah, the Thursday morning low. So if you're going to go out and watch it Wednesday night, thir- Thursday morning low, which us- the low now usually happens about what seven six thirty seven. It's right after the mm-hmm. sunrise is the low. It's only thirty four, so it's not stupid cold, but it's it's chilly. So I would I would go out there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go tomorrow night. Yes, cool. What you got over there? Uh, this year was the uh, fourth. Most named storms in a in a year of all time for hurricanes. Can you believe that? That seems weird. I mean, well, it does for for <laughs> one reason, but uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. 2023 Atlantic hurricane season ranks fourth for most named storms in a year, and we almost ran out of names. We had like two more to go, and we were done. Oh, we did. <laughs> we were done. I lost count. And the reason it didn't seem like too many because only one hurricane hit. The United States all season long. That was uh, Idalia. Is that how you pronounce oh, it? Oh yeah. Uh, this the only one. one. It hit in Florida, right? And it was the only U.S. land falling hurricane in 2023. It was a Category Three in August. Okay. But uh, we had tropical storms that made landfall, but it, they were kind of few and far between because they were all twisting, and a lot of them were steering away from from the United That's States. That's right. Yeah, they'd develop and then going up to the north. And the Gulf wasn't really as active to me this year as it has been in the I past. Know. And it the waters were definitely warm enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't but, know I don't know what would have caused that for sure. Didn't hear much hmm. about didn't hear much about the Saharan dust this year. Yeah, there was a little chatter but not it wasn't, it wasn't really like you know. A couple of years ago, man, it was just causing sunsets mm-hmm. and you know, dogs turning purple and all sorts of stuff. And honestly, we should have only had one storm left, but they 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 retroed a storm before the hurricane season started and just named it an unnamed storm. So we actually had more storms. We oh. got to Tammy. So that should have we should have gotten to Vince if they would have named that first storm. That that they put in later. Oh, that's right. I kind of remember they were something happened. Yeah. Okay. They they look back at some of the data and they go, you know that that was a we're gonna count it. It doesn't get a name because we already had an A and a B. We're not gonna change their names or anything. We're just gonna call that an unnamed. Oh God, storm. that would have been Wouldn't total it? confusion. <laughs> like it's not already. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, no more Greek alphabet, so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I like the Greek alphabet. I do too. Hmm. I don't know. I think the COVID. Variants took that over, yeah. so now we can't, they I, can't do it in hurricanes. Really, that might be really why they did it. <laughs> it could be. Who knows? Alpha, Delta, Omicron, whatever, mm-hmm. Lambda. I don't know. Well, we do that. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, got anything else? Uh, I did. Just a second here. Okay. I'll take a drink of water. So, earthquakes. Oh, okay. Let's talk about earthquakes. Earthquakes, nothing to do with weather. But right now, 
there's a big study out, and the scientists are saying that modern earthquakes in the United States could actually be aftershocks from earthquakes that happened in the 1800s. Okay, now wait a minute. That's that's pretty bizarre. Right. So, and they're talking about the uh, earthquake on the Missouri-Kentucky border. All these little earthquakes happened in 1811 and 1812. You had the big one that changed the course of the Mississippi River, the New Madrid fault line. Yeah. You still have little aftershocks over there to this day, and they're thinking that could be, well, earthquakes. They're thinking those could actually be aftershocks still from that 1812 earthquake. How they classify that is beyond me. That's wild. Right. I'm going to have to look that up. It's happening in South Carolina from an earthquake in 1886, they say. I don't know how they can determine if it's a new earthquake or an old earthquake. I mean, I, I guess from the, the only thing I can think of, I mean, I, I have no idea. I'm just talking. Um, it, maybe they know where the point of origin is in relationship to where they think something happened 200 years. I mean, <sighs> well, of all the earthquakes that have happened over there in the boot hill from 1980 to 2016, they're saying only 30% of those earthquakes were likely aftershocks from the big one. From three major earthquakes from 1811 to 1812. How they determine that is beyond me. Yeah. But it's interesting. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Yeah. I got to tell my buddy Gary that because mm-hmm. he, he and his wife uh, we did a lot of emergency management. And they they were explaining to me about all, you know, how the, the waves move through the, the different rock formations like sandstone and then limestone and stuff. And how right. it, it's just wild. Oh, I got to tell him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, can you, can you Google that? Yeah, or text me that link or something you're looking at. That, is that USGS? Is that what you're looking at? No. Oh, okay. What's it's the onion. Doing? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the onion. Yeah, right. I believe that. <laughs> no, that's fascinating. And it'll probably you know make more of the uh, meteors going across the sky when the Geminids. That was just an article from CNN, actually. Oh, okay. I'll try to. I'll try to send it to you. Well, I mean, I'll... Sometimes it sends a weird link if I post it out of Facebook. Oh, I know. I don't know. I tried. I tried. Anyway, is that all you got? That's all I got. Okay. Well, let's... Uh... Oh, there. Oh, you did. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Well, it's time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. Yep. So it's time for the weather word of the week. So we're going to toss it to Corey. So, Corey, what is this week's Stormdar weather weather word of the week? Divergence. Okay. What is divergence? That's the spreading out of the winds. That's it? Well, it can be traffic, diverging diamond. Oh, those are wild, too. If you don't live in Branson, you might, or the Springfield or the Ozarks, you might not know what that is. But <laughs> yeah, look it up. It's, we have traffic patterns called diverging diamonds. I like them. People hate them. Yeah, uh, Gary said it from a traffic ac- aspect. It's brilliant because it you it increase is. by thirty three percent. You increase the uh, amount of traffic the road can hold. You, you increase the flow. Nobody has to turn in front of a traffic pattern to to 
to any way you go. You yeah. Can, you know, it's just an easy, but people, if you're new, if you're, I can understand if you come from somewhere, come to Branton on vacation and they don't have them there, how confusing they can be the first time. The I've first time. I've seen people going down the, the wrong way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, they hate roundabouts too, and now we're all used to that. Oh, gosh, the roundabouts. Yeah. I see roundabouts popping up everywhere. They even are in now. Forsyth. They're everywhere. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, over there by the bridge. Uh, by the, yeah, by yeah. the bridge. I thought the first time I went there, I went, right. that's weird. Yeah. Anyway, so divergence, when we talk in, in meteorology, divergence is the, 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 the spreading out of the wind. So, like, if a... If it's the wind's coming down a mountain or or something and it hits and it just kind of spreads out and diverges and slows down, usually slows down when it does mm-hmm. that. Wow, how cool! Yeah, so next week is our Christmas show and uh, we'll have a much better idea of what's going to happen on Christmas. Although I'm not expecting anything. I mean, maybe some showers. It's it's trending, but again. Like, look what happened the other day. It trended right. rain for us, and we got zero. Yep. So I don't know. Anyway, you got anything else? Nope. Okay, well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have the show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for a Christmas podcast. And uh, that's the next edition, so see you then.